Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bible Quest, the Wednesday edition. If you have any questions at all for our panelists, or would you like, or, or if you'd like to suggest a topic as a discussion for a future webcast, please go to BibleQuest.org at any time and click the Contact Us button. But for right now, we are streaming live on YouTube. And if you're watching us live on YouTube, you can post your comments right there in the chat window at any time during the live stream and we'll respond to your comment or question. I hope you enjoyed today's program. And so with all of that said, let me turn it over there to Jeff. Jeff, it's all yours. Hey, I'm Jeff Smelser in Exton, Pennsylvania. I think I'm going to enjoy today's program. Uh, we're going to do something a little different. Let me introduce Joe Works up in Elmire, New York, who's with us today. Good afternoon, Joe. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for, ha thanks for having me on. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for showing up this week. <laughs> you know, if we didn't have three of us doing this, there are a lot of weeks when we wouldn't get this done because it seems like so many weeks, one of us has something that comes up. Chase is out of town and out of pocket right now, so he's not with us today. But we're going to do something a little different today. Um, what, what, what I want to do is, uh, for those of you who are listening, we're going to we're going to interview Joe Works, who works with the saints who worship in Elmira, New York. We're going to find out a little bit about uh, the community of Christians there, the church that meets there, and uh, find out a little bit about the, the work of the kingdom there. And I would hope that this might be a resource that if any, any of you who are watching or any of the brethren who worship there in Elmira have an opportunity to say, hey, if you want to know a little bit about what we're doing, go to this link at BibleQuest.tv and, and you'll just hear a little bit about what's going on among the saints there. So that's kind of what I thought we might do today. I appreciate that opportunity. All right, Joe. So let's just, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on, on just historical facts and whatnot, but let's just uh, get a couple things out of the way. The address where the the Christians there worship it's it's on the it's on the campus of the School of Good Works there in Elmira, New York. Correct. Right, right. Thirteen ten West Church Street in uh, uh, the town of Elmira. And how long has how long have have the Christians not necessarily in that location, but how long have the Christians there been meeting as a congregation of God's people in that area somewhere? Yeah, I guess it's going to be going on 12 years, if I'm not mistaken, that the, the two different couples uh, at that point without children uh, moved up into this area and began uh, this work here. So it started with two couples, so two families. And what would be the number of people who are typically present for a Sunday morning assembly now there? I would guess we're probably running close to 50 right now. Um, and so those two couples at that point were, they were both childless, I believe. And you ha have a lot of young couples with young children, don't you? Oh my. Uh, yeah. From say 25 to, to 40 ish. Um, uh, yeah, there's, uh, I don't know, seven, six or seven couples. Uh, and e each of those couples has taken quite seriously that go forth and multiply. <laughs> um, and so, uh, we have just, a. a just a, a several quivers full of, of children. We're very blessed here for that. You meet on Sundays at what time? We have worship at 10 o'clock, and then we have Bible study after that. Um, uh, that may not be the quite the traditional way of doing things, but uh, for a couple of uh, logistical reasons here, that's worked out well for us. So when you say Bible study, is that where you're broken up by age group, or how does that work? Right, right. We have an adult Bible class, um, and then there are three children's classes uh, that are broken down by age. 
they're also uh, going on simultaneously after the worship service for, for about an hour. So in the children's classes, uh, would it be, um, is it serious Bible study? Is it kind of just um, crafts where they, where they get out the glitter and do pictures or what is it? So years ago, Bob Waldron um, really instilled in me that his quote was, throw the fluff out of the classroom. And uh, thankfully, I've never had to do that here. These, uh, the, the teachers are very serious Bible students. Um, a lot of them are the parents. They take turns teaching those Bible classes, but not all of them. Some of the other people here teach those Bible classes as well. But no, they are, they are very serious uh, uh, Bible classes. They're, they're studying God's word. They're not just cut and paste. Now they will maybe make a craft uh, not too long ago. Um, uh, they did some things with the whole armor of God. Um, uh, but the, but when you would ask the children about it, they knew what it was. So you have some, some of your own grandchildren are among all those young people. So the, the, some of the brightest and the, 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 the best looking, <laughs> best looking. children here. <laughs> But you probably, just thinking of your own grandchildren, you can probably talk a little bit about some of the Bible knowledge that your own grandchildren have. It might be interesting to some of our viewers, listeners, uh, what would be the ages of some of your grandchildren or what are some of the things that they have learned or know or enjoy talking about from the Bible? So they're, uh, all. I have uh, three grandchildren that, that worship here with us, uh, eight, six, and Three, no, eight, six, and four, maybe three, three. I don't know, something like that. They're they're under ten. Uh, and uh, they're not driving yet. Um, but uh, uh, this is bad. I should know their ages. Um, so uh, you know, they would just they would know uh, like as they're studying through, um, uh, say the book of Ephesians or something like that. Ephesians. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're 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 really quite serious about what they're studying. Um, they will memorize things like in the, in the study of Galatians, they memorize the fruit of the spirit and they could talk about the meaning of those things. Um, uh, and so, yeah, quite, quite diligent. I, I really am impressed with how many hours the teachers put into the classes. On the other hand, it is not intimidating. And so one of the things I've enjoyed watching is when visitors come and maybe their children will go to those classes and maybe their children aren't as used to uh, uh, serious Bible study, uh, they come out of that class benefited also. You can see some excitement on their part. And, you know, it, it's not over the children's heads by any means. Um, uh, the, the teachers are, are they're, they're going to teach at that level, but it's going to be the Bible. Um, so if you had a, a couple who had children there in the Elmira area and they hadn't been used to going to church anywhere or they hadn't been going somewhere where the children were really being stimulated, they could come. And if they got consistent about having their kids come to those classes in a few weeks, their kids would be doing these things. Oh, it, it's contagious. Absolutely. Um, uh, they, they will talk amongst themselves. Sometimes I'll hear them talking afterwards. Um, uh, you know, I, I know various uh, of the families. Well, I will hear about it. I've seen my own grandkids when they get back home, they will play Bible class. Um, and, uh, you know, they, it's, it's just something that they've, they've come to love the Lord and, uh, and his word. So, so one of them will pretend to be the Bible class teacher and tell the other ones yes. what we're yeah. going to study. And, and that. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful to watch. So, um, you have, uh, 
at least a couple of you that are that are devoted to preaching the gospel, but I, I take it that there are quite a number of the men in the so so what we're gonna do is we've been talking a little bit about the Bible class period, which which I assume starts at around eleven AM. Uh, probably closer to 1130. Our, 11.30. Our worship service uh, lasts a little bit longer. We only meet once on Sunday, and we really try to put a lot of focus on the Lord's Supper. Okay, um, uh, which you, you have every Sunday? Correct, correct. And um, if I could tell just a really quick, funny story about that. Um, the first Sunday that I had moved here, uh, I it was my turn on this on the schedule to do the Lord's Supper talk. And so I got up and... Uh, a lot of people know that I'm fond of the book of Leviticus. And so I was tying some things from the book of Leviticus into the uh, the crucifixion. And I even had a few PowerPoint slides and things up. And as I'm doing the Lord's Supper talk, it, it was not as it was it was not as short as what my children had been used to at other places that we had lived. And my two, two of my daughters confessed to me afterwards that they thought, oh, no. Dad thinks he has the sermon. <laughs> He's preaching. And then, you know, what's going to happen? Oh, this is just not going to go well. It's our first Sunday here and so forth. And uh, they've come to realize that, yes, Joe does talk a lot, but also that's common here that, that we will we will not at all rush through the Lord's Supper um, uh, observation. Um, uh, we will we will spend a, a fair amount of time. Uh, talking about what our Lord has done for us and what that means. And this would be in the first period when you assemble at 10 o'clock. And so I, everybody yes. is all together, all the kids, everybody, you don't have like children's church off to the side somewhere. You've got everybody together. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, yeah, and everybody's together in the same auditorium for wor for the worship time. Mm -hmm. And then we break up into classes after that. We, also, then, have, we also have class on Thursday nights. Um, and, and that's, that's just class period. And so we start off going straight to classes and we'll spend about an hour in those Bible classes as well. Um, do you have uh, singing every Sunday? So we do. Uh, I bet it's good with all those young voices. I bet there's a, a lot of enthusiastic singing, praising God. It is so powerful. Um, I'm, I, I can't think about it too long because I get a tear in my eye. The children, they know these songs. And I mean, these are, you know, sometimes we will sing, quote, traditional children's songs, you know, that we'll, we'll have some of those, uh -huh. but, but it's not just those. I mean, they know, they, you, you can tell that their parents are singing with them at home and, uh, you know, man, uh, some of the children in particular, they, they're just singing their hearts out and uh, are just so into it. And, and you can see even sometimes they will get emotional because they're, they're thinking about what they're singing as well. But yes, we all uh, sing and pray and, and study together for that first. No choir. Uh, there is no choir. It's everybody no choir. singing. Uh, yes. Yes. It's a congregational choir. I guess you could call okay. it. And it's acapella. Correct. Right. Yeah. We don't have any instruments that we are using uh, other than our voices. Um, yep. And so um, we're talking now, we're talking with Joe Works. Who, well, let me, let me mention just on that really quick, though, that uh, sometimes people will come and they feel like, but I don't have a good voice. Yeah. And so that doesn't really fit for me. Well, sit beside me if you come. <laughs> that, that'll make you feel better. Um, uh, but, but, you know, the Lord doesn't tell us to sing with a beautiful voice. Um, uh, the, the Lord teaches us that, that if, if we... Uh, are joyful. We ought to to sing, 
and uh, that we are singing to teach one another and to edify one another. And so while we don't purposefully sing poorly, some of us are not extremely talented at singing. So that should that should not be a factor. I, I think you probably have several several men there who are very good song leaders. Who all does some of your song leading? And you may not get them all on the off the speaking off the cuff, but who are some of your men who do some of the song leading? Just name them names. I can almost just say everybody but me, but uh, uh, Tim Broadwell, Micah Bingham, Mark Bingham, Will Ciota, William Hammontree, Nathan Smelser, you may have heard of him, um, uh, Nathan Quinn uh, as well. I'm, I'm probably leaving somebody out, but, but all of those men are extremely capable. So it's not just this this one guy who's. Every, you, you've got a you've got a congregation of people who are capable of worshiping God together joyfully, and several people who are good at leading that. And 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 not only they don't just lead songs; they lead the song service. You know, they have put together a collection of songs. Clearly, they've thought about it, and it's not the same one every time they get up. They, they will take a theme of whether it's hope or the cross or God's word in general or, you know, whatever it might be, uh, life and death or whatever. And they will carefully choose songs that follow through with that theme and or um, uh, songs that go along with the lesson that's been announced ahead of time or something like that. So are the lessons typically announced ahead of time. Well, I mean, to the song leader, the, often the song leader will contact whoever's preaching on that Sunday and say, hey, do you have any songs that you want me to, to lead the, the next Sunday? Okay. So speaking of the of preaching, um, I think you have, again, several who, who speak on various Sundays. I, I'm sure you do quite frequently, and I'm sure Nathan Quinn does. Am I right about both of those? No, you're not. <laughs> so that list of song leaders that I gave also, I would say without hesitation, every one of them are capable proclaimers of God's word. And so we just rotate preaching um, between, I don't know, about eight or nine of us guys. Um, Nathan will preach a little bit more than most, and I will preach a little bit more than most, I guess. Um, but so if you think about you have the sermon and the Lord's Supper every Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, so. I will generally once uh, through the month, I will do one Lord's Supper talk and one sermon and Nathan would do one Lord's Supper talk and one sermon. Again, I'm just roughly, maybe it's every five sure. weeks, something sure. like that. Then all of the other times, those other men are taking turns um, uh, as well. Uh, I know I looked back not too long ago and for like the last three or four months, I have preached once a month here. Now, I, that what that does then is frees me up to go to some other places and preach. Right. Uh, and so um, it's not that Nathan and I aren't uh, fulfilling our, our roles as evangelists. I don't think just being so blessed with so many people. In fact, when I moved here and at that point, there was maybe four couples that were here when I moved here. Uh, it's been almost exactly five years ago. And um, one of the things that they were concerned about, they said, now, when if you move here, you know, can we keep on preaching some? You're not taking over all the preaching. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I will not fight you for the pulpit. And, and it's been such a blessing because, again, like the song service, they are they are serious Bible students. And, and I need the things that they teach as well. 
So if if somebody there in the area in Elmira were curious and they said, well, I kind of wonder what kinds of things I wanted I would hear if I if I visited their assemblies. Is there a place online that they could go and they would find some of the recent topics, some of the recent sermons, maybe recordings of the sermons or anything? We do not have a website that that has those things. We have talked about it in the past. Um, uh, it's probably something that we need to uh, to look at, um, uh, but but we have not. Um, uh, we 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 no we we don't we don't have that off the top of your head. And I know this is hard because somebody asked me what I preached last week, and I may not remember. But would you happen to remember a couple of the sermon topics over the last month or so? Would you happen to remember a couple of them? Um, yours or anybody else's? Yeah, I, I should, shouldn't I? No, uh, not necessarily. I, I, you know what? I, 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 I'd have to think. So, oh, I do know what I preached last Sunday. Almost, it's almost there. Anyway, okay, <laughs> good. Yeah. So, so we, we've, we've talked. We've talked about. Um, you know, a couple of the recent lessons have been on Genesis twenty-two um, with Abraham and Isaac, and yeah. how that foreshadows uh, Christ. Um, we've had some recent lessons on on just general authority and uh, um, understanding that God's word is the is the final uh, word on on what we need to do. It, it reveals what God's will is. So the, you're you're preaching the Bible. You're starting with the Bible, and that's what you're talking about. You're not you're not you're not having somebody get up there and just talk about his own life or or it's not an after dinner speech. It's you're looking at God's word. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we may incorporate some things that are going on in current events and, sure. and point out how the Bible relates to those things, because we need to know well, what does God's word say about this? You know, there's nothing new under the sun. And so, you know, God's word deals with the things that are going on today uh, in our personal, especially in our personal lives. Um, but no, there's not going to be just, let me tell you about my life story or, or let me tell you this funny story that, that happened to me, you know, on the way to church or whatever. Um, uh, you know, that's our purpose there is, is to worship God and to stir one another up to, uh, to good deeds. And then, uh, going back to the, after you have your assembly on Sunday from 10 to roughly 10, 15, 10, 30, and then around, I'm sorry, 11, 15, 11, 30, and then rough, roughly around 11, 30, you, you, you break up and you go to your classes for different age groups in the adult class. What, what are you, you currently studying? Great. I can't answer that. Um, uh, so, uh, Nathan Quinn is teaching. He just started a couple of weeks ago, about two weeks ago, studying through the book of James. Um, uh, and so that's what we'll be studying for the rest of the quarter is the, the book of James. Um, again, just very practical lessons. I appreciate the fact that he is purposely not going through it fast, um, but, but talking about it and how it's connected to the rest of the Bible and how it's connected to our lives. Yeah. And, and Nathan, was, is, Nathan is in his early 40s, I believe. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. And, and he and his wife, uh, his wife, I guess, grew up in Tennessee and he right. is from Illinois, I think, originally. That sounds right. Il Illinois or Wisconsin, I'm not sure which. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Uh, well, let's let's move on to something else because, of course, Nathan is is there preaching. You were there, but you guys are not there just to fill the pulpit. Um, you both and others of the brethren in the congregation are very eager to be talking with 
people in the community, with friends and neighbors and co-workers and about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so I'd like to turn our attention to that just a little bit and some of those efforts. Um, and is there, you know, sometimes we ask this question, how do you find people who are interested in talking about the gospel? And sometimes there are some very, um, there are some plans that people have, and sometimes it's just casually making acquaintances and talking to people. What do you see as the means whereby you or Nathan or others in the congregation there end up finding opportunities to talk with people about the gospel? So, yeah, you know, there, I guess maybe we could break it down into, um, uh, you know, going out and searching for people and uh, other people that are searching for God's word and, and wanting to study. Um, so some of the contacts that, that I've come across and, and, and some of the other men here as well have just seem to to fall out of the sky and obviously i'm i'm going to give god the the glory for that and uh be thankful for his providence wherever that is but uh you know just recently i had a conversation with a lady um uh, i was out weed eating um uh, at the uh, at the curb in the sidewalk and the lady was walking down the street and so i shut the weed eater off to you know didn't want to anything to fly and hit her as she's walking by so i shut it off and we struck up a conversation and uh, uh, she began asking, well, what's this place about? You know, it's we're in front of the church building. And um, uh, so, you know, we, we talked for a while and she said that she would come back. She hasn't yet. But a, a lot of times it's just, you know, it, it just people that walk into our, our lives had another lady was walking her dog just uh, a couple of days ago. And uh, I was out of the driveway. And uh, so we met about halfway up the driveway and she wanted to inquire, um, uh, you know, about, well, what what's what what who are you all i think is what she said and i said well we're just christians she said well okay but 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 how do you identify yourself yeah and i i said i said that's a very good question i said but but we just call ourselves christians and uh and it was about three more questions later that she finally either she got it or she gave up i'm not sure which um uh but just really trying to emphasize that we're just trying to do what God says. One of the things I, I said something about, well, we're just trying to be Christians. And, and she said, well, okay, but but the word Christian isn't in the Bible. And I said, well, yeah, actually it is. It's, it's listed three different times. And I talked to her really briefly. I wasn't going to try to preach to her right then. Right. That wasn't the, what she was looking for at that moment. But and I, I said, well, yeah, it is, in fact. And, uh, um, uh, and so I mentioned where two of those were at least. I don't think I ended up getting the third one out before we went on in the conversation. But um uh, you know that was just a scenario where somebody was just out walking their dog and uh, wanted to to talk and again she said that she's going to be back I, I hope that she will we've we've had some people who have been in that scenario and then they have come back um uh, i studied with a young man in the neighborhood for for several months um uh, we went all the way through the book of mark together um and so th those are just where they kind of you know, we just kind of sort of find each other. Do you do you often like to start with the Book of Mark when you sit down with somebody to to study the God, the Bible to talk about the gospel for the first time? Unless there is a very specific need to do otherwise, that is always my go-to. Why? Because it is it is written so simply. Um, uh, you know, there, there's several things. When I say simply, um, so when Mark tells a story almost consistently he tells it quicker 
than Matthew or Luke or John. You know, uh, think about the, the the temptations of Jesus in the wilderness. Matthew and, and Luke spend 10 and 11 verses on that. Mark spends two. And so for somebody that is not familiar with the Bible, we don't have to get into the weeds. We can read the story. And the way that I describe the book of Mark is Mark's just excited to tell us about Jesus. He uses the word immediately a lot. Yeah, he does. And, and it's like, he's like, and then this happened, and then immediately this happened, and, and then, then Jesus went here, and immediately this happened. And, and it, it, it's hard to teach that without being excited about God's word as well. And so I like teaching Mark because it shows the the excitement of the life of Jesus. I think in, in simpler terms, all of the gospel accounts do that. But I think in simpler terms, Mark does that. And it's interesting and it's somewhat ironic that even though Mark manages to kind of get to the story quickly and get the story told quickly, he manages to do that simultaneously or while simultaneously including more vivid, colorful expressions describing what's happening than you might find in some of the other accounts. And, and, and so again, it's like he's just so excited and so that that vividness just really comes out. I think you're exactly right. Um, uh, and so, and, and also it's 16 chapters. And so it, it's easier for somebody to commit to studying that, um, uh, as opposed to 28 for Matthew and 24 for Luke and 21 for John. If, do I have those right? Um, yeah. Now, Nathan, uh, Quinn, uh, we had hoped to get him in on this today and, and, and interview him also at the same time. Um, and we mentioned his name several times. If I understand correctly, he was unavailable because he is presently studying the Bible with someone. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, I, I thought that that was the case when we were uh, when we were discussing seeing if Nathan could come on. I would have loved to uh, uh, have him as being the lion's share of this interview. Um, uh, he is such a good uh, teacher of the Bible. Um, he He really does an excellent job of uh, getting people to, to study and then getting them to continue to study. Um, he's got a couple of studies going on right now. Uh, one of them is in the next town. And maybe that's something else we should say when we're saying Elmira. Yeah. Let, let me, let me do this rabbit trail for just a moment. Sure, you you sure. bring me back to Nathan. I'll try. <laughs> okay. So we call ourselves twin tier Christians. Okay. Um, as opposed to say Elmira. In we live in southern New York. Elmira is in southern New York, and the way that the state of New York is described by many people are in three tiers. You have the northern tier, the middle tier, central tier, and the southern tier. And then Pennsylvania also has a similar layout, and so the northern counties of Pennsylvania are called the northern tier. The southern counties of New York are called the southern tier. And so we're kind of that that southern tier of New York and northern tier of Pennsylvania. There are several companies, uh, you know, plumbers or electricians or or whatever that will call themselves Twin Tiers Plumbing or something like that. Oh, okay. They they just we just sort of view ourselves as a region, uh -huh. uh, twin, twin Tiers region. Uh, in fact, um. The, our, the funny thing about that is that the southern tier is north of the northern tier. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, don't want that to confuse anybody. But so we call ourselves twin tier Christians, which means and, and I, I, I'm thankful that wasn't something that, that came about when I moved here. They were already describing themselves in that fashion. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> but it does remind us and others that we want to teach wherever people want to learn. Yeah. And so we are more than happy to go to other towns and the surrounding area, sometimes even beyond the Twin Tiers region. But the study that Nathan is engaged in is actually in Pennsylvania in the city of Sayre, which is just a hop, skip and jump from Elmira. Again, we're right on the border. Okay. And so Sayre, Pennsylvania is, I don't know, maybe 20 miles from here, something like that. Mm -hmm. Not very far at all. Um, uh, but uh, so, yeah, he's teaching a study there. How did uh, how did he come into contact with somebody there? I mean, I realize it's only twenty miles away, but it's also twenty miles away. So, how did he come into contact with somebody there who was interested in learning more about God's word? So, because Nathan is a little more than a decade younger than I am, he has some technological capabilities, uh, and maybe it's not just an age question. Maybe it's just me, um, <laughs> but uh, but Nathan is really good at using Meetup dot com okay um it's an app that people can you know if you're looking if you're into to sculpting or painting or hiking or whatever right you know you can get on meetup.com search for your interest and hobbies and you can find people in your local area well one of the things that nathan has done is advertised on meetup.com for bible studies and so people that are interested in uh, attending a bible study and so he uh, started a Bible study there at a coffee shop. And then I think they ended up moving to a library. I know we did that temporarily. I filled in for him a couple of times there while uh, he was away. Um, uh, but he would just advertise on meetup.com that we're going to be at such and such a place, the, 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 the Sayre Library at a certain hour. And anybody that wants to can come in and we've got a meeting room then there and uh, um, we'll just study. And I'm not sure what he's teaching right now, um, but again, it'll be a book of the Bible uh, that he's going through. So going back to that, you like to start often when you sit down with somebody for the first time who's interested in learning God's word. You like to start with the book of Mark. Is there something that you're aware of that Nathan likes to start with? Uh, Mark. Mark, yeah, okay. and 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 uh, separate and apart, we came up with uh, with those uh, desires. You knew I'd work it in somewhere. Um, uh, yeah, um, in fact, not too long ago, uh, we were uh, proposing. He and I were were discussing starting a new study that, that I was going to start at the request of some people that we were already studying with on a different topic. And, and he just kind of threw out, you know, um, you do what you want. I'd probably just start with the book of Mark. And I said, well, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And so, yeah, great minds think alike, and so do ours. Um, yeah. So you have, but it's not just you and Nathan. I think you have others in the congregation, both men and women, who are eager to and do take advantage of opportunities to sit down with their friends or their neighbors or whomever is interested and talk about God's word. Absolutely. Um, my wife, Beth, is, she's got I don't know how many Bible studies going on right now um, with various individuals, some in person, some over Zoom. Um, uh, and uh, I know that, that some of the other uh, wives are, are doing uh, regular studies. Um, uh, some of them, the husbands and wives have have they have set up studies for me to teach or for Nathan to teach both of us. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but a number of them, they're, they're capable Bible teachers. Um, mm -hmm. They know God's word. And so um, uh, Tim and, and Micah, and, and uh, I know your son, Nathan has done some uh, teaching with uh, studying with his neighbors and so forth. And so, um, yeah, uh, there's, there's a lot of, 
studies that are going on in various places to differing degrees. So to a great extent, our conversation so far uh, would maybe leave the impression that it's a very youthful congregation, and I think that's probably fair, but you also have some good maturity in the congregation, don't you? We do, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, there was a short span of time where I was the oldest man in the group, and uh, that, that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I'm in the last year of my mid-50s uh, right now. Um, how, how far did the mid fifties go? Uh, 59. Um, <laughs> so. Yes. Uh, so, um, uh, but just not too long ago, uh, the Binghams moved here, Mark and Melanie, uh, with Mark's father, Ural. And, uh, uh, so Ural's in his nineties. Mark is not, um, uh, uh in his nineties. I, I don't know how old Mark is, but Mark and Melanie bring Mark's a tremendous, yeah. Um, I would assume that that's right based upon his children's ages, but, um, uh, you know, they, Mark and Melanie bring a lot of, of wisdom and experience and, uh, and thoughtfulness to, to the group as well. And you're always a man who has preached the gospel for many, many decades in right. different parts of the country. That's exactly right. And, yeah. and so, so that's quite an interesting mix. So let me ask you this about the, the makeup of the congregation. Um, and, and it, do you have um, how how many and and maybe this number may come out lower than one might think, but how many in the congregation would you say grew up in homes where they would say their parents were not true Christians in the New Testament sense of the word? Um, I, I have the impression that a lot of the people in the congregation probably grew up in families where their parents were Christians, but their parents may have not grown up in homes that were Christians. So you're asking how many of the members here had parents that were Christians? Yeah. In other words, how many, how many, are there many in the congregation there who, who came to a knowledge of the gospel as adults, having not benefited from parents who were Christians and taught them the gospel? Right. So I would, I would say there's probably, uh, five or six of us, you know, I, I would be in that category yep. um, where my parents, we, we never went to church. We never studied the Bible, that sort of thing. Um, when I was a child and, and there's probably only five or six of us that would be in that category. But uh, if somebody came in said, you know what, this sounds interesting. I want to, I want to go check this out, but I kind of feel like I'm different than everybody there because I didn't grow up with this stuff. You could relate to them. Absolutely. You know, that's been, you know, in many ways, you know, there, there was a time where I kind of felt sorry for myself because I did miss out on, you know, 20 years of, of not knowing the Lord as a child, formative years even. Um, but one of the blessings from that is that when somebody comes in is like, oh, I don't know if I fit in here because of my past. I say, sit beside me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, again, you know, it's kind of like the singing thing because, you know, uh, with, with great shame, uh, I was very much in the world. We are all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. And so even those who were raised by parents who were Christians still felt fall short of, of God's uh, uh, of, of earning their salvation or, or earning uh, their fellowship with God. Um, but there are there are various ones of us. Uh, and, and I would just count myself as the chiefest. Um, uh, you know, nobody needs to feel as if they are second class in our group. 
that's sure. not at all the case. No, there's no air of superiority in any sense. And and it, it to, I think I'm I'm going to be accurate in saying this is a group of people who are not just they don't just know each other on Sundays. Oh yeah, that's right. These yeah. are people who are they're a community of people who work to help each other through the week, encourage people on their walk with God through the week. Um, yeah. Would you want to? Absolutely. Yeah, we, we have a um, we have a monthly men's class. In fact, it's going to be this coming Friday night um, uh, that, uh, you know, will the, the men, most of the men will will be together for that. Uh, the ladies get together actually twice a month, um, uh, once on a Friday night and once on a Saturday afternoon um, uh, and, uh, and study and pray and, 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 and sometimes even just socialize and so forth. But uh, yeah, it's. God's word describes, I, I, if I can use a, 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 a total word, I think God's word describes us more as a, in a family sense than any other way. You um, language brother and sister in the Bible. Exactly, exactly. Um, and God's children. Um, and, and so we, we are a family. And, and this group of people take that to heart. And, 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 and at the same time, we want that family to be as large as it can be. And so we're, there's, there's no sense of, well, wait, you're not a part of the family sort of thing. We want people to be a part of that family. And so um, we, we very much encourage people to, to join in any of the studies or, or get togethers. Pretty commonly when people come to visit, there will be two or three people afterward, whether we knew them before or not, two or three families would be like, hey, why don't you come over for lunch or whatever the case might be. So if somebody watching this at some future date or listening to this as a podcast is intrigued and wanted to know more, how would they best get in touch with you or somebody else in, in this group? And um, if you could give us that contact info. Yeah, let me see if I can uh, do that here. I was going to just change my, uh, uh, now I don't see how to do that on here. I, I don't know if I can do that on here. Um, so uh, it, it's, it's easy. My, my email address is just very simple. It's easy to remember for obvious reasons. It's littlepreacherjoe at AOL.com. The little is, is L-I-L, littlepreacherjoe at AOL.com. Anybody can feel free to uh, to reach out to me. Jeff, you're, you're smiling, almost laughing. Why is it little? <laughs> Why? That doesn't, what, where did you come up with little? Who, who nobody? <laughs> I, I don't understand your question. Uh, so <laughs> okay. listen, this is this is a wonderful story. It's not about Elmira or Twin Tears, but several years ago, I was living in St. Louis, and there was a dear sister in Christ, Rosalie Kinzer. And every time that I would be at Rosalie's house or in her yard, and one of her neighbors was out, or if I would see her at the grocery store, she would introduce me to whoever she could, and she would say. This is my little preacher, Joe. You ought to come and hear him preach. You ought, you ought to come and hear him teach, or you ought to study with him. And so she, it, it was an endearing term from uh, this elderly lady, and she said, this is my little preacher, Joe. And I, I just accepted that as my email address in honor of Rosalie. Um, uh, and, uh, I like it. Littlepreacherjoe yeah. at AOL.com. Yeah. All right, and and again, your meeting time. Somebody wants to come visit. They should be there at ten a.m. on Sunday mornings at. And give us the address again. One three one zero West Church Street, in Elmira, New York. 
All right, fantastic. And for those who are in the local area, they, they probably know the difference between Elmira City and Elmira Town. Right, so one, 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 three, one, zero, uh, West Church Street, which puts you in the town of Elmira. Church Street runs all the way through the city and all the way through the town, but the numbering that would, would put you in the town. That's right? the we're, we're in the town of Elmira. Non-creative naming of towns. Today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, lo local people, we call it West Elmira. Um, okay. um, uh, and so. Um, All right. Anything else you'd like to tell us before we wrap it up here? It's been interesting just to hear you talk about the work there. I I have been very impressed with what's going on among the Christians there in Elmira. It's a good group of people. And uh, I would just personally say if you are if you are somebody living in that area, uh, you would do well to go check it out and go worship with them, learn God's word with them. Uh, I would recommend them to you. But anything else you'd like to say, Joe, before we wrap it up? I, I would. Just one other quick thing here is that in addition to some of the in-person studies, um, we have a Zoom study on Tuesday evenings and currently on Wednesday evenings. I think that's going to have to change to Monday evenings, but we'll give that announcement in plenty of time. Um, but for about the last year and a half, Nathan and I have taken turns every other Tuesday at 730 uh, teaching through the book of Psalms and uh, the books of Psalms. Um, uh, and then on Wednesdays, uh, I've been teaching through uh, the book of Mark. We just finished that. And I just started last week introducing the book of Acts. And so if anybody would like to be a part of those Zoom studies, um, we have people from all over the world that, that come to those. Mm -hmm. um, we had a, a lady last night from uh, the United Kingdom. We've had people from India. We get people regularly from, uh, from Canada. Um, uh, that, that want to to to, uh, to sign in and, and be a part of those studies. So um, uh, always exciting, um, uh, encouraging for me to to be a part of those Tuesdays and Wednesdays, seven thirty on Zoom. Um, again, if you want to email me l i l preacher joe at aol.com, I'd be happy to to send you the link for for those studies. Great. And then you actually have in person Bible classes on Thursday nights. Is that right? Correct. We just started the book of Ezra. So Nathan Quinn is teaching on Sundays. I'm teaching on Thursdays. Just started the book of Ezra last Thursday. So this would be a great time to, to come if, uh, if anybody's listening. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Joe, for doing that with us today. And um, next week, we'll hopefully we'll have Chase back and we'll probably return to one of the more typical things that we do with this Bible quest on Wednesdays. And uh, I don't know what the topic will be right now, but I, I kind of enjoyed doing this today. And I hope that somebody will find this useful. Maybe maybe you'll be motivated to stop in and worship there with the saints in Elmira. And uh, so until next week, may God bless you. And we will see you then, Lord willing. Wow.